Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today, as always, another powerful episode. Today, we're going to be talking about Reacher, the character Jack Reacher, powerful new series. And also, we have a powerful song of the day. Across this powerful virtual Oaken desk is DJ Michael Rez. Hey, Dags. What's up, amazing friends? Yeah, I guess it'd be way across the virtual powerful Oaken desk, hanging out, having fun and, uh, watching TV shows. Yes. Powerful episode today. We're going to be talking about TV shows, movies, music. It's great. If you're new to the show, what it is, is me and DJ Michael Rez just talking about pop culture, powerful pop culture. Oh, speaking of powerful pop culture, DJ Michael Rez, you had a powerful episode of your podcast. You want to tell us a little quick about your latest episode? Sure. My our latest episode slash radio show, Bridge Sky and I interviewed uh, Chris, who goes by the name of OK Nice. He's a hip hop artist here in the Twin Cities. And we talked about his new album coming out on March 1st. It was a lot of fun. Got to, I don't do a lot of hip hop on my show, Dag. So kind of fun to like go beyond the comfort level and, and interview somebody and talk about battle rapping and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Plug your show. What is it? The 945 show. Uh, Oh, God, everywhere. It's Go to your favorite podcast platform like you do when you search for this show, and uh, you'll find the 945 show, and that's N-I-N-E hyphen 45 show. Thank you, DJ Mike Arez. Now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Reacher. Before we start with Reacher, I I always like to pick a song of the day that has uh, a theme, ties into the powerful podcast episode, and today's song is Happy Jack. By The Who. So Happy Jack is a song. It's by The Who. I've heard this song before. I just didn't know the name of this song. So it was uh, fun to find out what the name of the song was. It was released as a single in December 1966 in the United Kingdom before being released here uh, in the United States in March of 1967. But in the UK, it peaked at number three on their charts and then peaked at number one in Canada. Uh, and then it reached the number, uh, the top 40 here in the United States after it was released here, uh, reaching number 24. It is included on the American version of the second album titled happy Jack. Uh, in the UK, it was originally titled a quick one. So it was one of those, one of those weird things where they name it one thing in one country and name it another thing in a different country which I'm not quite sure why they do that. I don't. It's not like you and I rename this podcast for our friends in Australia or something. Like we that. should. It's the same title. We <laughs> should. I think we should. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the Vegemite episode. <laughs> powerful Vegemite show. That's right. Enjoy it with toast. Good eye. Say the song uh, features Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend, and John uh, Enstwhistle on vocals. Um, and it's uh, 
it's kind of a happier, happier song. The video kind of reminds me of the monkeys. It's like a monkeys video where it's kind of just like that quirky, cartoony. Yes, very whimsical. Very, very. That's a better word than cartoony. Whimsical. You and your vast knowledge of words. Thank you. Um, you're yeah. You're welcome. Uh, it's a song that some say is uh, about a man from Pete Townsend's uh, hometown who used to sleep on a on a beach. Uh, or oh, actually, where Townsend vacationed. Excuse me. Um, and the children of the beach would laugh at this guy, <laughs> and they used to bury him in the sand. So basically, they were being assholes to, uh, you know, somebody who just wanted to hang out at the beach. Um, but they said the guy never complained, um, and it's just kind of a, a weird, a weird take. They used to call him Happy Jack, so that's for the, the name of the song. Oh, it's a it's a great song. I love the drums. I love uh, Keith Moon on the drums. He even attempts he even attempts to sing on it. We're gonna need you guys to check it out. It's also I remember it in a powerful commercial for the Hummer. Really? Yeah, check it out. Oh, I think, you know what? I think you're right. It was about the kid who. Yes. They like, try to tell a story about a kid who, like, driving fast and like yeah, soap, yeah. soapbox derby kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Now, that powerful tie in brings us to the actual show. Jack Reacher um, is a character created by uh, the author James Dover Grant, who goes by the pen name Lee Child. So the books are by Lee Child, um, and it's a series of thriller novels where the main character is Jack Reacher. Uh, Now, the author, Lee Child, or Grant Dover, we'll just call him Lee Child from now on because that's the name he goes by. Uh, He was born in Coventry, England, and his Northern Irish father, uh, who was born in Belfast, was a civil servant who was a civil servant in the house where Van Morrison was born. I don't think he was there when Van Morrison was born, but that's just happened to be the house he was working at one point in his life. Um, he is the second of four sons, his younger brother, Andrew, who is also a thriller novelist. Um, and then uh, Lee Child's uh, family relocated to Hansworth Wood in Birmingham, England. Uh, in 1974, at the age of 20, the child studied law at the University of Sheffield, um, even though he didn't have any intention of going to start a legal career, he got into some commercial television, uh, received a Bachelor of Laws degree from the University of Sheffield in 1977, um, and then he started writing books after he was laid off from a television network, I guess, uh, in England. These books follow a character by the name of Jack Reacher, who is a former American military policeman, so an MP. And it's 27 books are in this series, Dags. That's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of books. And so they're still written by Lee Child, even though, so James Grant has retired from writing these books and his brother, Andrew, has taken over. Uh, But they're still using the same pen name. So so Lee Child is still the pen name author, even though it's his brother has now taken over the series. Um, And I guess there's a different type of writing style in England as far as thrillers go. And because it says that he's adopted the American style of thriller writing. So I don't know what that means. I don't even know what a UK style of thriller would be. Bloody bastard. But that's uh, that's kind of where we are. Uh, The two movies now that were made with Tom Cruise were movies like kind of picked up in the middle of the book series. 
So you're kind of like thrown into like these middle stories of the uh, of the movies. But when it comes to the TV show, they're starting from the beginning. So in the movies, we have the 2012 action thriller film, Jack Reacher starring Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is Tom Cruise is 5'7", <laughs> and the character is 6'5". Right, yeah. I How the hell do you get from a 6'5 character to 5'7 Tom Cruise? Now, when he was cast, I do remember that that was like the, or a very, very controversial casting because of Tom Cruise, who he is, how tall he is. It seems like the movie was not doing great at first because of the casting, but you you cast Tom Cruise because he's Tom Cruise. The funny thing is uh, the opposite of that is Wolverine. So Hugh Jackman and the Wolverine, that was the opposite because the Wolverine character is a little fella. Powerful, right. but he's, he's little. I mean, that's the whole point of a Wolverine. Ferocious little animal. So it was kind of the opposite, but that worked out. Yeah, well, I think people, yeah, were a little forget because he he played the character well. I don't know if Tom Cruise. I think at the time he was in the this was like in the middle of the uh, Mission Impossible movies, and then what was that that movie he did where he has to jump? He jumps to the past to arrest people that you know like create crime in the future. You know, so they arrest him before they can. Was it Minority Report? Is that, Correct. Was that one? Yes, Minority yeah. Report. So there was a lot of Tom Cruise going on back then. There was. So you, did you see the 2012 film? You know, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't watched it straight through. Um, and I have not seen the 2016 film at all. Now, I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. But to me, it was, I didn't, it didn't do much. I mean, I, I saw them, but there was nothing memorable about them. Sure. It was just an action thriller <laughs> starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know, it's always Tom Cruise. Right. Yeah, it's one of those just, they made a movie and... It sounds like they were going to do a whole series. They were going to try to make a lot of these movies, but it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. it, the movies always make a ton of money. But I, I, I mean, I think the, the fans are like, dude, he's six five. He's a man mountain. I mean, that's the whole point of him. He's a juggernaut. And, you know, right. Tom Cruise, no matter what camera angle you do, <laughs> he's 5'7". Yeah, there's only so many tricks. I mean, there's some films. Yeah, there's some films. He, I mean, he pulls it off in Collateral. It was a great movie where he's a hitman, and I loved it. Collateral is a really good movie. That one was just done not too long ago, and I stopped what I was doing and watched it. It really is a good movie. I mean, it, it, it's got that cool. It, I like it because it's got that cool night vibe. You know, right. it happens all at night, and it's just that the music, the soundtrack is great. Yep. And he's cruising with Jamie Foxx. And just the, I think half of the, half of that movie is good because Jamie Foxx plays such a good victim in that movie. Yeah, and I just like the back and forth with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise when he's when he's in a good movie, he's got a rapport like Rain Man, right? Him and Dustin Hoffman, you know, they got that 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 relationship where he gets pissed at him. <laughs> and the same thing in this one, and Jamie Foxx, you know, he gets pissed at him. I mean, it's just a cool relationship. You know, he goes and visits his mom. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah, it really is. I like that. He, or, uh, Tom Cruise plays a good bad guy, and he should play more bad guys. I think, yeah, instead I mean, of like always the good guy in his movies. Yeah, and, and I just like the silver hair, the suit. You know, I mean, it was cool. It was a cool character. <laughs> yep. I did, did not like the ending though. No, the ending kind of sucked. Why does every ending always have to end up on a train or a subway or, you know, I mean, <laughs> I hate that that trope. You know, they did it in Batman, Batman the original one with was so cool 
But then they did the runaway train. I, I can't stand the runaway train and runaway bus stuff happening on trains. It's like, do something different. Speed. They ended I, I know. Up on... I mean, it goes on and on. <laughs> they just, I think because they, sometimes the writers are like, we've got to wrap this up. How are we going to do it? Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I saw something about a train once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back to Reacher. Back to Reacher. Now we're going to fast forward to the TV series, the streaming show, whatever you want to call it. All right. Well, in this Reacher, it's just just Reacher. They make up for the casting faux pas of the movies, and they actually cast somebody who's seven foot tall yes. or six five. Just a monster of a man. I mean, my God. Built like a brick shit house. Alan that, Michael Richardson. Yeah. And he's just, uh, he plays, uh, you know, Reacher. He's an ex MP. Um, it's on Amazon Prime if you want to check it out. It's eight episodes in season one. Now, Alan uh, Richardson is about the same age as the character Reacher is in the first book. So he's going to age well with the character. We'll see how many seasons they do. The, yeah, he's 39. The plan is. He's 39. Okay. He looks younger than 39, but the plan is to make each season or one, one season out of each book, if that makes sense. So this first season goes along with the first book, which I think will probably do the books better because then you have eight episodes to tell the book and tell the story and gives, gives a little bit more time for the characters to develop over time. But I, this one follows uh, Reacher going to Margrave, Georgia, which is a fictional town in Georgia. Now, before Small. you get into it, hold on. Before okay. you get into it, you wanted to talk about a little bit about his origin. Now, he's from Grand Forks, North Dakota, but the TV show he was on. Alan Richardson as a person? Yeah, remember you were going to, uh, off uh, mic, we were talking a little bit about the origin. Yeah. The show he was yeah. on, his claim to fame is. It's freaking American Idol. Powerful. Tell like, us about your thoughts on my that. My God, why? So maybe he's a singer. I don't know. But this just kind of goes in, you know, the, the theory of these reality shows aren't real reality and they just hire actors to, and then they tell them what to do and they do it. Well, I, I kind of think this might be one of those cases. I, I don't remember. I don't, I think that was about the time I stopped watching American Idol. So I don't remember him on there at all. Uh, but he was, on season three, episode one of American Idol. So he must not be a great singer because he didn't make it very far. Yes. He's only on the one episode. Yes, but, he, so. but he did a powerful strip tease for Paula. Paula? Yes. Oh, she well, there it. you go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that just goes to show you, they probably, he's a, he was an actor looking for a job and they, they wanted to hire some people that they knew weren't going to make it very far, but they wanted to put them on because they knew they could tell them to do whatever and they would do it. So powerful. that's that's my theory of what happened here. With Thank him you being for your American powerful Idol. conspiracy theory. <laughs> hey, thanks. I do what I can. Yes, but hey, it it probably launched his career because he's done a lot of freaking TV shows and movies since then. So, uh, but yeah. So getting back to uh, to Reacher, he shows up in this town of Margrave, uh, Georgia, uh, after a double homicide occurs, um, and he kind of gets tossed or pulled into the story for that because his character was seen walking by the scene and gets arrested, befriends a detective from Boston. I don't know why they always have to be from the city going into a small town. Cause the smart, <laughs> the pity, is. cause the smart people are from the city. That's and true. The dumb people don't live in the big city. 
according <laughs> to that trope. Yeah. So, and you know, it just kind of, it, it goes on from there. He befriends one of the deputies, Roscoe, uh, who's not, not hard on the eyes. So you kind of know where that relationship is going. Oh, you liked her. Well, I mean, compared to what you're looking at, you know, it's a small town. So, but yeah, she's not, she's not bad. She's a good actress. I think she's a, she plays that character really well. Now, um, I mean, right away when I saw him on screen, I thought of you. Oh, did you? Yes. Was it was S- it the bulging muscles? Yeah, similar builds, yeah. Stature. Right, yeah. Yep, height, stature. Yes. Yeah, so he... I meant Tom, it, it, I meant Tom Cruise. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it tells the story of, of how, of why Reacher can't leave this little small town and and the warm, the warm welcome he gets throughout the series. Now I'm four and a half episodes in, but I'm going to finish watching this because I am hooked. I got to find out what happens. Now tell us your thoughts on the show and from from the four episodes you've enjoyed so far. Um, I the first episode really didn't do anything for me. I thought this is you couldn't tell if he was a s- intelligent person or maybe he got bumped one too many times in the head while he was in the army. Uh, I didn't, you really didn't know what was going on. Um, but I, I gave it a second episode and then the story picks up and, and it kind of got me hooked from there. There's, there's some character flaws. There's some writing flaws in this TV show. I don't know if you picked that up when they were talking about, uh, in the first episode, when they're talking about getting a warrant to find out some information from like a cell phone company. And then it turns out that it was really to get a video from, like the Greyhound bus company. <laughs> so you're like, Oh, wait a minute. We're, which I thought the search warrant was for the, for the cell phone records, but it's like little things like that, that I picked up um, that kind of bugged me, but it got better so far. It's been getting better as the episodes have been going on. So I keep wanting to go back for more. So it's got me hooked. Now I was thinking about when I watched it, you know, you start out with Tom Cruise. So I, I just started with a clean slate. Now, sure. now, did you read the books? I have not read the books, no. I haven't either, because that involves reading. <laughs> so right so right away, all I could think of is, was he was Patrick Warburton, you know, Putty right. from Seinfeld. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why he reminded me of Putty from Seinfeld. I could see that, though, yeah. Cheering for the devils. <laughs> yes. Also, I could think of the comic book character Marvel, the Punisher. Sure. Yep. I could see that. That had, Have you ever thought of anyone's muscles getting that big on somebody that tall? He, he likes to take his shirt off quite a bit too. So yes. there's some eye candy for those that yeah. are interested in that. Wonder if he's natty or not. <laughs> Did you, so in that first episode, harken back to the first one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, walking, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. He's walking through the town uh, right after he gets uh, released from being held. And everybody stares at him like he's the Incredible Hulk. You know what I mean? It's just like, grab, yeah, okay, I get it. He's a, yeah, he's like, he's a big guy. Okay, but it's not like, he, he's not menacing. He's not like tearing up the town or Hulk smashing shit. He's just, he's yeah. just walking, you know, just a dude walking. He's got a jacket on. You really can't nope. tell how big he is. Yeah, the one thing I noticed <laughs> about the town, it was just too clean. And all the, yeah. all the characters, it just seemed like NPCs from a video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I thought to myself, this is has to be filmed in Canada. You Canada, would think so, yeah. Yeah, because Canada always has that vibe. They're like it's it must be incredible living there because everything is clean and perfect and well manicured. And of course it was filmed in Canada. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. 
I figure why as well. Why not? It's not a not a real town yeah. in Georgia, so you don't have to put historical things in it. So what's weird about him is you know he's of course he's a master of hand to hand combat, but then yep. he, but then he also has his super brain. Yeah, <laughs> like he can like read people's minds, or and he it, could tell you exactly how many killers yeah. there were. <laughs> and, and that's what that's what always bugs me that trope where they like they can figure everything out. Well, it was a nine millimeter round, and it was this. It was so of course it was subsonic, and he was dead because his arms were at an angle, you know. Yeah, I liked it when they go to the crime scene and he's like, yeah, a couple nights ago, the moon would have been at 27 degrees. And exactly. The would have been hiding right here. You know, like, the fuck? You don't know that shit. <laughs> well, that, that's why it reminds me of uh, Crocodile Dundee. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I when do he, remember he, that. When yeah. he goes, uh, do you know what time it is? Because he looked up at the sun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like he could figure out the time for the sun. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> God, he really, he's, uh, he's just in tune with nature. And I also, I also liked uh, how he enjoyed a piece of pie and coffee like Paul Moadib from uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, well, he tried to. Yeah, he just wanted it, you know, yeah. he, and it was cool to uh, all the, the vibes. Rambo like, part. Yeah, exactly, the Rambo part. So he gets, <laughs> off the, he gets off the bus, and right away you're thinking Rambo. Right. You're thinking uh, <laughs> Bill Bixby from The Incredible yeah. Hulk. Where he's, just, uh, he's just a knight errand, you know, he's just a ronin. He's just wandering. From town right. to town. He's a hobo. Yes. That's what he likes to be called. He's a drifter. <laughs> yeah. So, which is, uh, yeah, it's kind of, see, that whole story part of it, too, is kind of weird. But you, also, you find out pretty quick, well, just because he's like, he looks too clean to just be a wanderer. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I just, you know, travel where I want to go and do what I want to do. And, all I, you know, my pension's wired to Western Union. So, and it's like, okay, whatever. I yeah, mean, if you were, if you were a wanderer, you wouldn't look. You'd be grumpy. Like you just shaved. Yeah. Like you just shaved and have the cleanest clothes and yeah, you, yeah. like you just showered every day. And his whole thing is he's not, not obsessed with clothes. And when he needs a new outfit, he just goes to a thrift store. Yeah. It's what do you do with your old clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Burns them in a funeral pyre. Oh, there you go. No, but I See, that. Yeah. That would be what I expect from his character. <laughs> and then on these shows too, like they're filmed in Canada, it just seems like they don't have enough actors. Like there's always not enough cops to arrest someone or, or the jails like weird. Do you ever get that vibe? Oh yeah. 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 It was with that, that prison scene anyway. I mean, it just, that was just a weird, I mean, I understand why it was in there part of the story or whatever, but it just, it just seemed kind of odd knowing what I, you know, as far as I am now, it's like, okay, that really didn't make, do anything to the story really. No. And I feel that, uh, Texas Walker should have been in there. Oh. Chuck Norris. <laughs> just kicking ass. Yes. Can you imagine the, the powerful Chuck Norris would be in <laughs> coming into that, the diner. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, flipping die. I felt bad. He, he, he was just about to take a piece of, or a bite of pie and, Yes. And then the man comes in. I also thought the barber on the first episode should have been played by Bill Duke from Predator. Oh. <laughs> What's he doing now, anyway? Oh, powerful actor. Yeah. You could have shaved him dry with a bick. Yes. Oh, God. Isn't that a great scene? Oh, man. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he could do so much with him. He's like, I see you. <laughs> Oh God! Good the, movie, by yeah. the way. Oh, isn't Predator the best? That's one of the best. And then they also had the powerful roadhouse trope in there, where 
he takes his shirt off and she gets all excited. Oh, <laughs> now you're going to talk about the bar scene when the boxer comes up to him. <laughs> yeah, that too. They just find like some big actors. I mean, it's like, they're like, all right, we just need some big people for this TV show. And they got some big people. Well, I mean, it's cool. They actually got someone that's the size of the character. Yeah. I mean, honestly though, I mean, it's like, my God, how somebody is that big. It's just, that'd fucking scare the piss out of me. Just see him walking down the street. I I understand why some of those characters react or those extras react the way they do when they see him walking down the street. He's a big dude. Yeah. What did you think of the fight scenes? Uh, actually, they're not bad. I actually enjoy it. I'm, you know, I like fight scenes and they seem like fight scenes you would see in an action movie. It's like they took time to choreograph them. So it's, there's no hurry. Like I said, they have eight episodes to get through. It's not like they're trying to cram one story in a one hour show because it's weekly like like walker texas ranger i thought i thought it was fine i like the like the action scenes how about you they were good is it it just seemed to be i want him a little more gritty like you were saying too clean cut so as far as the books i obviously didn't read the books so maybe in the books he's well showered maybe he's good with the knife though you find that out pretty easy yes he's a master of of all weaponry except for golf clubs he passed up the golf clubs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which at first i was like what's he is he trying to get some information on this dude where he might be and then i saw him searching in the in the uh tackle box and he finds the knife i'm like oh he was looking for a weapon yeah I, it would have been weird if he would have grabbed the nine iron you know so let's review it from the shows you there's it's eight episodes yep you've enjoyed four yep four four to, four in total let's see let's, let's out of five head, peach pie slices i was gonna do headbutts <laughs> Oh, headbutts. I like that one. Out of five yeah. headbutts, uh, I'm giving it a three and a half. There's right. room for improvement, but it, it's enough to keep me going. I didn't get through how all many? of it either. Okay, well, how many headbutts are you going to give it? So I'm the same as you, but halfway through, out of five headbutts, I'm going to do three five. Three Ooh, point there five. there you go. That's some powerful headbutting. Yes. And then we'll have to get back and finish it up. We'll have to update. Powerful How about score. by by next episode we will we will give a quick update to the amazing friends on what we thought. There you go. Of the climax of this season yes. of Reacher on Amazon Prime. Well, that's going to be it for this powerful episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We enjoy making it for you. We just ask you one thing: please tell a friend about our podcast. We're going to ask you some more things too. <laughs> please, <laughs> please follow us on social media: Twitter at Amazing Pop Pod. What is your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is at Mike Res Radio. There you go. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram, like our Facebook page, and wherever you listen to podcasts, please do us a favor, leave a review, leave a rating. It really helps with the algorithms, and it also helps cancel out trolls. Five, <laughs> five stars is the best. We're not telling you to give us five stars. We're just, we're just recommending it. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Yes, we really appreciate it. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an amazing pop culture podcast production.